And so I think, you know, the American dream is a, a great dream. But, you know, let's segue the American diet and, and our American uh, mass industrial food supply chain is literally killing our, 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 our citizens. And that's one of my passion plays is to get people to realize that you need to read the labels, you need to eat as, as, as real food as possible and living food, food. And the first person that shared that with me was uh, Tony Robbins when he talked about, uh, you know, being healthy on a cellular level. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host mother hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. John Murphy is the founder of Make 100 Healthy, an organization that celebrates living a balanced life. His ebook titled Yes, You Can Live to 100 Years or More was recently published and he hosts the Make 100 Healthy podcast. John also leads a free seven day Achieve Life Balance Challenge that explores the seven key areas of living a balanced life. He also offers a 30 day transformation project called Get Back Up for Good to be fit, fine, and fun, and a six-week boot camp called Journey to Health, Wealth, and Happiness, which gives his clients the opportunity to dig deep to create the habits that help ensure long-lasting, sustainable change. John truly loves what he does and never gets tired of hearing his clients say things like, Your energy inspires me to explore new and exciting challenges. And he loves getting feedback like, thank you so much for motivating me to get out of my comfort zone and pushing me to enjoy new experiences. John's work has been featured on CBS Morning News and in the New York Times. His impressive business portfolio was also profiled on the American Entrepreneur Series. You may have seen him recently on shop on TV networks, including QVC and the Home Shopping Network, as he appears on air with his incredibly successful product line called It's Exciting Lighting. Murphy's path to becoming an innovator and expert motivator started as CEO and principal entertainer at the world-famous star DJs. 
the largest live DJ entertainment company in the country. Star DJs hosted over 5,000 successful events each and every year with over 150 live entertainers on its roster. Sisters, please help me in welcoming a man of impact, mothering the world this week through his mother, John Murphy. Welcome back to the podcast, Being a Mother Hustler. I am your host, Kareen Mills, and I'm super pumped because I have my good friend, John Murphy, all the way in Prescott, Arizona. And it's funny, you have our teacher's book behind you. John and I met in a group called The Inner Circle. Um, It's been an amazing group, and I've really made a ton of connections there, John. So, John, welcome to the podcast. How are you, buddy? Karina, I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me here. It's, uh, It's quite an honor, quite honestly. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to have you uh, talk a little bit about your childhood, pay tribute to your mom, talk about your mom, you know, talk about what you learned from her and all that or from your parents, you know, in general and all that good stuff. And like, how, how is it affecting you as an adult and how you show up as an adult or have you changed from that or you've always you know, you've always been the same. So take us through the journey and I'm just going to sit back, grab some questions along the journey and, and just, I'm going to stop you when I have questions. Is that cool? That's, that's excellent. Uh, my mom was a, an extraordinary woman. Uh, she passed away a year and a half ago and uh, she was a very spiritual lady. She wasn't mm-hmm. a very big talker. She really did things through her actions as opposed to my dad who was a, you know, a big Irish sales guy that, you know, was very persuasive. And, and many times he, he overpowered my mom, quite honestly. And my mom was a very quiet person. She, she believed in God and she was very much steeped in doing the right things all the time. And she really taught uh, me and my brothers and sisters about humility and humanity. And she really was a wonderful woman, but she was a, um, kind of a, an introvert. And I'm going to tell you, uh, she wrote a book called The Light of Love, Hope wow. for Children of Divorce. And she was a child of divorce back in the 1930s. I mean, nobody got divorced back then, right? I was ashamed to do that back then. Well, no, excuse me. It was in the 50s, right? She was born in the 30s. But um, wow. the fact of the matter was, is that she never had a dad. And that really, I think, affected her her whole life. And in her book, she has a chapter called The Secret on My Face. And the secret was that she was the only one in all the school that didn't have a dad. And so she really, uh, I think, was always longing for that connection. And I think she went to God because she was absent of of that presence. And um, it, it was really quite a journey. My dad uh, is a great guy uh, and he was uh, a wonderful provider and they made a great team. But as I said to you, my dad would often overwhelm my mom because she was such a mellow, nice spirit. 
and yeah. you know, and, and she was honest as the day was long. And you know, <laughs> they went to a car dealership, and he was trying to negotiate. She'd say, "No, you know, Jimmy, uh, I think it was only this." And he's like, "Shut up, Arlene!" You know, like, and, but she was always right. And uh, unfortunately, my mom got very sick about fifteen years oh, ago. Oh man, uh, she got leukemia, and uh, my father and my mom treated that. And she got cured of leukemia. But what happened was, is that the medicine they gave her, whatever it was, brought on a, a worse disease called PSP, super nuclear mm. palsy, which is in the Lou Gehrig's uh, Parkinson's family of degeneration of a, of a brain disease. So she couldn't walk, she couldn't talk, she couldn't take care of herself. She was trapped in her own body but her wow. brain was intact. And this is like where the teaching moment came. So my dad, it was this dominant force his whole life is now the caretaker for my mom. And she basically said to him before she lost her voice, oh, isn't it great? And he's like, what's great? And she's like, isn't it great that God chose me to suffer for other people's sins? I mean, that's her perspective. So she's got a terminal illness. She knows she's going to lose everything. And so for her to have that perspective was just so inspirational. And uh, just to give you a little perspective, my dad took care of her for 14 years. Wow. And, 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 and she um, never complained. And through her strength and her, her dignity through this terrible disease, she inspired so many people in my family and around. And so on her 70th birthday, my dad actually surprised her. She never got her book published. He had this beautiful manuscript and he got it published for her. And it's, it's uh, published right now in Advantage Books. And it's a, a really top, you know, top spiritual book. It was endorsed by the Vatican. It was endorsed by the Archbishop of oh Kentucky. Gosh. And it, it really was her, her legacy. And so as my mom got sicker, my dad became more of a caretaker and their roles reversed because she was there his, you know, our whole lives to serve us. And now she couldn't serve it. So he served her. Wow. And it was such a beautiful love story. And in fact, at my mom's funeral, the priest said that my mom stayed alive long enough to make my dad a better man. And it only took 10 years, so that was the, wow. that was the joke. And so the fact is, um, my, my mom was a strong uh, person that did not tell you what to do. She showed you what to do. And she wasn't, she wasn't a warm, fuzzy, hugging kind of person. And I always felt a little disconnected in that sense, because my father was a big a gregarious guy. Give me a hug. Come over here. I love yeah. you. My mom wasn't that kind of a person. And uh, when we read her book, it was obvious that because her dad wasn't there, she said, all I wanted to do was to sit on my dad's lap and get a hug. Yeah. And she never had that. So uh, I think that throughout her whole life, she had that longing. But I'm the oldest of five children, five great kids. And uh, my dad was just out here the last week, Kareen. I saw that. I was going to say, and, I saw your photo with him. Thank you. And, and he had the time of his life. He's 80 years old. And he is really not in good health. He's 50 pounds overweight. He's got high blood pressure. He's got 
anemia, he's got diabetes, and uh, you know, pretty much never took care of himself. And he used my mom's illness, I don't want to say as an excuse, because it really was massive what he right. did, but he didn't take care of himself. So now I'm like, Dad, it's time for you to take care of yourself. And we wow. went down to this show down in Florida called Growing Boulder, and it's all about making the rest of your life the best of your life. And he's doing that. So when he came out here, uh, he's been eating better. I got him to walk in the pool each day. He has bad legs. And uh, his blood pressure went from almost 200 to over 100 to like wow. 130 over 70. And it's and not good, that big spike. Talk but, about, you talk about walking in the pool. I've never even thought of that. That's actually really good for your joints. It's the best. And because he has a torn meniscus and he's really not in good health, the pool is a great way of, of, you know, giving him, first of all, the cool water is good to bring down inf inflammation. And so my goal right now is to, to get my dad to, you know, look at the next 20 years of his life as an opportunity to, to create new chapters. And uh, he just flew out yesterday and he visited my sister who uh, my, my nephew, his wife just gave birth to two identical twins. And now my dad's oh my great grandfather as of today. So that's amazing. Yeah, I really. love that. And um, you seem to be a happy person. And since I've met you, you've always been that illuminating person that's, that's always smiling and always happy. And even when you do your live videos and your videos, you're, you, you have this really good smile on you. And Perfect. so, you know, it's, I think that your mother has done a really good job raising you. Now, what is it that you learned specifically? Because I know what your mission is now with the Make 100 Healthy. Yeah. What is it that she left you with that, or maybe made an impact on you that kind of fueled your passion now? Or is it a totally different passion that you just sort of discovered on your own? Well, my mom was all about... Um, family, about taking care of people. She would go out of her way to help uh, women that were homeless or that were, um, they were pregnant and single. She always, always put other people first. And I think that that's rubbed off on me. And, you know, I, I thank you for saying I'm always smiling and all that. And, you know, somebody said something to me a long time ago, it might've been my dad is, you know, people really don't care. You know, they, don't, they really don't want to see you down. And, and, and so uh, I'm natural, I'm not, I'm not phony in any way, but I always tend to look at the glass half full than half empty because, mm. you know, the bottom line is it takes just as much energy to have a, a bad attitude as a good attitude. And yep. I think that uh, the most important thing in life is social connection and, and, and encouraging people. And as you talked about Lewis Howes, I mean, Lewis, is a guy that you know is inspiring people through his real deep care and concern for others and to me you know materialistic things are nice but they really don't matter mm -hmm. what matters is how you uh, leave your legacy in this world and, and and you know my legacy is to help others to live their fullest life and my mom did that my dad's doing that and uh i just i just think that you know we we have to live each day like it is our last day on this earth. And it's so easy to say, it's like a cliche, but it's true. If you live your life like today's the last day, are you going to sit around and complain about, you know, little things? No. 
And, and, and you know what they say? They say, you know, don't sweat the small the thing. Stuff. Yeah. And, and most things are the small things. I mean, you know, here's my mom who had this terminal illness. She had no quality of life. And she always had a smile on her face. She always was a positive force. And she never complained. And boy, that's a great way to, to, to be, isn't it? It's a great way to experience life because at the end of the day, we just live in our body. Our body is just a vehicle or, you know, a, a unit in which we get to enjoy life, right? That's right. And so there's a soul in there in our body. And, and life is way too short and way too fun to be miserable. You know, like there's so much about life that we all can enjoy. And I think your mom was such a good, great example of being, um, be, being that person. And, and on top of that, very unselfish because That's I right. think she thought herself like Jesus, right? Like, like I'm, I am the sacrificial person to be able to save everybody from their sin. And like to the point of she should be miserable and she should be hating life and she should be all these negative things because of what she's going through. She still managed to give in a way that, that she spoke about life. Well, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of good examples. At her funeral, my, uh, my niece, Amanda, uh, she was a big lacrosse player and in her first year in first or second in lacrosse game, mm. she tumbled and her ACL was totally. Oh man. And it was so painful. And she had to get another surgery because the scar tissue. And she said at the funeral, she says, you know, I was feeling sorry for myself. And then I looked at the suffering that Nanny went through and I realized my, my problems are, are minimal. And, and, and my mom stayed alive long enough that when she did pass, that at her funeral, we weren't sobbing like uncontrollably. We were like happy that she was with God, who she believed was her father. And she really lived her life that way. So wow. we, I, I think she stayed on this earth way longer than she wanted to, but she did that to make it easier for us and, and my dad especially. And wow. uh, it's really beautiful. Uh, story and uh, you know my mom really doesn't get a lot of credit because she was quiet she was introverted but the fact of the matter is that inner strength is so powerful and looking back you know the fact that she wasn't a real hugger or really showing a lot of um, emotion was really not you know um, indicative of her heart you know and, and and I feel closer to her now than I did when she was alive because she was spiritual. She, you know, her physical body, she was a beautiful woman. Uh, she looked like Esther Williams. She was wow. a beautiful woman, but, but, but really there was something about my mom that was mysterious that came from inside. And, and I have to say, not just my mom, but you know, all the mother hustlers out there, you know, you make the world go round and, and, and you, oh, thank you, John. you know, you give life, you nurture life and, and, and you lead by example. Uh, you know, I want to just share with you, you know, I, uh, I try to get people to get healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, and, and by my instinct, I'm like a bigger brother to people. And I, I want to be helping mostly men because yeah. I figure they could identify, well, 65% of my following are females and ladies. And, and, and it's like, you know what, the women 
are the ones that have the deeper spirituality. The women's uh, women are the people that take their health seriously. Guys are just like, yeah. you know, kind of regrets in a way. <laughs> and, and, and I think we think that we're like, you know, Neanderthals, but uh, I think that's changing. But especially in, in my generation, I think guys are just put on a facade and that's not good. Women are much more passionate and real and loving and nurturing. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I think some of the, the greatest people I know are, are women. Thank you. And, you know, you talk about the facade and you have a book right there by Lewis. It's called The Mask of Masculinity. And that's really exactly what you're talking about. And, right. you know, I think that um, the male species are amazing species. And um, I, but I do think that the females are, we're a lot more connected to the things that we don't see. Um, right. We understand that that there's way more in life than, than the things and the, you know, the fun stuff, the material stuff. And, you know, it's, we don't always get to that point, but we, we have a shorter learning curve than the guys. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I, unfortunately in our society, uh, I think that for a long time, women tried to emulate men. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, for a lot of women, they might've lost that, that sensitive, touch that is so important to the essence of, of a woman and, and and i think that might be changing again but you know it's just almost like when i go to china on business they want to emulate americans and when i started going over there 15 years ago they were all very thin and they they had very plain clothes now i go over there they're all uh, overweight they have bling mm. bling out you know and they try to emulate wow our western diet i'm like no no don't do it we're supposed to we want yeah, to chinese have the best herbal medicine that's right you know, they like they figured it out drinking tea all their lives it's i don't know why is it in a third world country or communism that we and i grew up in the philippines that we always wanted what the americans had and what that's exactly what i was saying right I don't know why. And then I got here and I'm like, why did we want these kinds of lifestyle again? Like, you know, it's like, this sucks. <laughs> well, no, it's, and, and the other thing is, it's always, you always by instinctually want what you can have. True. And so I think there, you know, the American dream is a, a great dream, but, you know, let's segue the American diet and, and our American uh, mass industrial food supply chain is literally killing our, 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 our citizens. And that's one of my passion plays is to get people to realize that you need to read the labels, you need to eat as, as, as real food as possible and living food. And the first person that shared that with me was uh, Tony Robbins when he talked about uh, you know being healthy on a cellular level. You know, we didn't even know what cellular level was, but the fact of the matter is, is that you know, we are what we think and we are what we, you know, eat. And our diet is so bad. Now, with my dad, uh, you know, he's like, I'm having oatmeal. I'm like, Dad, you can have oatmeal, but don't have instant oatmeal. It's oatmeal. I go, no, Dad, let's read the label. There's high fructose corn syrup, there's sucrose, there's sugars. I said, Dad, this is really garbage. And we went to a nutritionist and the nutritionist said it best. He said, when you get steel-cut oatmeal, versus instant oatmeal, one is a meal versus one that's a dessert. 
Yes. And yogurt, right? Chobani yogurt is full of sugars. Now, I think they're making some progress with some of their product, but, you know, Greek yogurt is a meal. Chobani is like a dessert. So I think that there's, yeah. such, there's such a deceptive uh, marketing effort in our country that people that think that they're eating well are not eating well. And the most important thing that, that I can share is that eat natural food that's grown locally because even real food any season any season that's right well well listen you know th there's certain things that you can't grow in where you are regionally yes. but you know there's the there's the art of canning and and yep. there's there's so many things that that we our ancestors used to do that have just gone by the wayside everything's about convenience immediate gratification and i think that's the to the demise of our society instant Everything's instant. instant. We don't have the patience to wait anymore. No, and, and, and you know what? That's a real shame because even though we're connected on social media and, and, it, and, and you can text people and messenger right away, they say that people are more lonely than ever. And it's because yeah. of social media because everybody's comparing themselves to others. Yeah. And, and even myself, you know, I'm, I'm on social media all the time and I am a positive person and I do share really great things. But you know what? I don't share when I'm, you know, upset about something and, and maybe I should more, but I feel that my job is to give people inspiration. And, and so, you know, people only see snapshots online. You know, everybody shares the same challenges. We worry about finances, our uh, our loved ones, our, our jobs, you know, uh, building our, our careers yes. and, 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 and trying to be happy is, is a tough thing. And, and quite honestly, our diets affect a lot of people's happiness because if you're eating junk food, if you're eating fast food, if you're eating all these things, it affects your brain. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you feel lazy and you feel your blood is thick, you're not going to exercise. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you don't exercise, then you're not giving your body the chance to relief, release the endorphins and the serotonin that makes you think better. It just, it's, it's like a, a trickle down. It's a domino effect where if you don't do one thing, it starts making you not do other things and it just gets worse and worse. And you go into this, you know, black hole of getting unhealthy. So let's talk about I'm going to turn it around and talk about what your mission is. What's John's mission? What, why are you here? What message are you trying to bring? And we've already touched on the health side a little bit. Well, you know, thank you. Uh, Make 100 Healthy is my company that uh, I give people, I try to transform them in their second half of their lives to be fit, fine, and fun. Even if they feel over the hill, they don't feel well, they feel even dilapidated and broken down and that their best years are, are already gone. That's not true. That's just a mindset. Yes. The best years of your life are, are today, tomorrow, and the next day. Uh -huh. and, and, and I started this company back uh, a few years ago and I lost four friends within six months of heart attacks at 52 years old. What is it called? Make 100 Healthy? Make 100 Healthy and make100healthy.com. Uh, 100 is numerical. Okay. And the whole idea is to make it to 100 years healthy. You know, I ask people, I, I go, do you want to live to 100? And they're like, no. <laughs> Why don't you want to live to 100? I'm going to be old. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to be a burden on my family. I won't look good. I said, well, what if you were healthy 
you didn't worry about your finances and you were still having fun. They're like, of course. And so the whole idea is to give people hope. And I do that through showing people in their 80s and the 90s that are doing extraordinary things. I mean, there's, there's a guy that just for D-Day the other day, he was a 97-year-old paratrooper. He parachuted back into Normandy. So the point is, is that we're only limited by our own perspective. Uh-huh. And, 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 and there's a company that, uh, that inspires me called Growing Boulder. And, and, and their whole perspective is, you're not growing older, you're growing bolder. So Make 100 Healthy is all about looking at your life in balance. And, and mm-hmm. I just want to share, there's basically seven key areas of living a balanced life. We talked about nutrition, which then brings on fitness, which then brings on mental clarity and mindfulness, mm-hmm. which then opens your mind to a higher power, which is your spirituality. And if you're doing those four things, then you look at your financial situation and mm-hmm. you don't have to be a millionaire to be happy. In fact, they say that $75,000 is the number that is the, you know, that's the line between feeling successful or unsuccessful. Really? Yes. And that's not a lot of money, right? Wow. That's not a lot of money, but you know, if you're making $75,000, your self-worth might be as, as much as somebody who makes a, mil- a half a million or a million dollars. Wow. So money's not the thing. You need enough to be able to survive, to be comfortable and, 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 you know, so many people are stressed about their finances because they all live, we all live above our means for the most part. And our society has credit cards and all these different offers that kind of make you a slave to the financial That's institution. That's the goal, right? That's their goal. It is absolutely the goal. And the man yep. is not looking out for you or me. It's about, you know, controlling us through excessive interest. You know, people that pay the minimum on their credit cards will never pay them off ever. Ever. And so, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that finances, finances are a big stressful deal, but by making small incremental changes in your life, like for example, if you are struggling financially and every day you have to have your, your grande caramel macchiato from Starbucks and it's costing you five bucks a coffee. Well, guess what? If you cut that out five days a week, that's $25 a week times four weeks, wow. that's $100, that's $1,200 a year. That's just one little thing. So um, so the fifth part of the seven key areas is financing and financial considerations and, and actually knowing where you are. The next one, which is most important, which I say is the least sexy, is the environmental factors in our life. You know, you yes. can do everything well. You could, you could live well, you could have a great family, you could have money. But let's say you lived in Flint, Michigan, and you drank the lead-tainted water, you're going to get sick. So I, I've put together a 10-point home health wow. checklist, and I can send it to you. You can make it available. But you know, so many people have, for example, filtered water on the refrigerator. Maybe they have a filter on their, uh, their water for their drinking water. But do you know 75% of the people get uh, sick from the toxins in the shower? Think about it. When you're taking a shower, your pores are wide open. It's hot. Most of the of the chlorine, the 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 solids, the the different things that are in our water, the fluoride, all gets absorbed to your body through the skin. So I recommend either you get a whole house filter or you get a shower head filter. It's just simple things like that. How about how about the uh, you know underarm deodorant? 
it's full of chemicals and, and aluminum and that's absorbed. And they say that women that use um, underarm deodorant that have aluminum in it, they actually have a higher incidence of, of upper breast cancer. Wow. I mean, and it's so close to the breast cancer. Well, look at, look, look at baby power powder. Uh, um, Johnson and Johnson was sued by women that got ovarian cancer by putting talc because they, it's called baby powder. There's nothing more benign than that. Right. So my, my mission is to try to educate people to look out for the things that are going to trip you up that, you know, we don't think that, you know, the environment is going to affect our life, but most people lose their life to tumors and cancers that are mostly lifestyle related. So the last one, which is the most important aspect of longevity is social connection. Even, yes. even people that are, uh, you know, physically well in their eighties and nineties, if they're alone, if they don't have a love uh, network, people that care about them, they'll die of depression. So really the best indicator of longevity is having social connection and having people that love you and staying active and involved and not being an old recluse. And, and, and so I think that uh, there's never been a better time to be alive than right now. Oh and my gosh, you're telling me. We need to get back to basics. Sorry. No, I agree. So what, so those are the seven keys. Right. Now, when, um, and I think a lot of people, and I've heard this, it's high statistics of people that when they retire and they no longer have a job, a regular job, because that's what they wake up for every single day, right? That they start dying and meaning like there's no more purpose in their day. So what do you think and what you might recommend to people that retired and have keep themselves busy and keep themselves with purpose? Do you think one or two of those seven keys might be helpful for them? Well, listen, I, I say don't retire, reload. <laughs> you know, like the, the fact is- I love that. You worked a job and you provided for yourself and your family. Now's the time to, to do your passion. Whether if you're financially well off and you don't need to work, volunteer, contribute, you know, play sports, be active. And, and, and the point is, you're only as old as you feel. And, and, oh, and, yes. and so many people that are, are older, especially out here in Prescott. Prescott, as far as I'm concerned, is the longevity capital of the country. Mm -hmm. I have people, and I have a, a, on my podcast, the Make 100 Healthy Show podcast, which I'd like to have you on as a guest as well, and reciprocate. I have a, a little segment called 75 Extraordinary People Over 75. And these people are all younger than I am. And I'm in my 50s. Yeah. And, and, and they all have a youthful attitude. And they don't think of themselves as any age. And that's the whole point. So, yes, you want to have a balanced life. But you really want to have uh, an attitude of gratitude to start your day. At any age, if you have an attitude of gratitude and you feel that you're lucky to be alive, you want to share things. And you want to share your experience and you want to learn new things. I was told by somebody, the best way to stay young is to be a lifelong learner. Always look to learn. So true. Right? It's so true because the, you know, I'm most alive when I'm figuring things out. Exactly. When I'm learning something, when I'm searching for something, I'm most alive because I'm more keen. My brain 
are prepped or conditioned to it's really literally like open like the parachute is open when i'm trying to learn something well because you feel alive right you feel alive and you're enjoying the journey and you know uh make 100 healthy is growing company and i i believe that uh any company or any organization that is worthwhile of being sustainable uh has to val have to contribute uh, contribution and value and that will make it monetized right so you don't do something just to make money is my point yes. you do something because it's in your heart it's in your soul and you know back in the day way back in the day i was one of the top djs in the country wow. i was i did parties for for donald trump and bruce springsteen and michael j fox and Peter wow. and i did katie Couric's baby shower i mean we're going back a few years so cool and and and, and the fact of the matter is is that it, it grew to be a really big company. I sold it to Isaiah Thomas, the, the uh, famous uh, MVP basketball player with the Pistons. Mm -hmm. But the best part wasn't cashing out. The best part was the journey. The best part was making it happen. So with Make 100 Healthy, uh, every day is a joy. And every day I'm trying to give people hope. I'm giving them inspiration. And, and you know, a couple of times I said, uh, you know, on one of my posts, you know, am I really making a difference? Does anybody care? Should I just like, you know, tune, should I just go away? And because sometimes people don't comment, but they're watching. And I got a couple of hundred, especially your haters. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, I got a couple hundred people say, no, we love what you do. Don't stop what you're doing because you're giving us hope. And even if I'm not doing your, your push up challenge or your sit up challenge, you know, I'm, 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 I'm inspired to do it. So, you know, the, the bottom line is you have to go with your heart and mm -hmm. you, you lead with your heart and you do what you enjoy. You really aren't working. I, I will never retire because I don't feel like I'm working. You're <laughs> yeah. having so much fun. I could tell with just the expression on your face. Oh, and you. it's uh, and every time I watch your live, sometimes I don't always tune in when it's happening, but I always thank you See what you're doing and um you know it's it's so good to have positivity in the world and i think you know in your 50s you're never too old to do anything and like you said it's only a mindset like being old or feeling it's all about how you feel and if you feel like so energized and i always say you know there's no such thing i i don't think passion because like my passion has changed from one thing to another. But I think we align passion with industry, which is the wrong way of aligning it. But I, I feel like I am the most alive when I'm energized about doing something. And so there's really no passion because it, it evolves over time. I feel like whatever gives you energy and, and gives you excitement to wake up every day, like I was so excited today because I was talking to Amanda before I spoken with you. And then I was really excited to really hear what you have to say and to hear about your mom because whenever I see someone so happy, I always say, I wonder what their mother was like. She was a great woman. And, you know, I want to share with you that, you know, not everything in my life has always been positive. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for all the mother hustlers out there and, and, and the supporters of mother hustlers that, you know, it's like the duck. You look a duck going across the, the, the lake and they're gliding. 
but underneath they're churning their little fins. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, my DJ company that I told you, I started off as a single DJ, mobile DJ, and I built it to having 150 DJs at one time. Oh my gosh. I was a national spokesman for Pioneer and I had a school of entertainment. I had a live TV show, a half an hour infomercial called the Star DJs Party Club. And I had Let's Dance videos that were in video stores across the country. I had a leasing company, all these things. Now, I'm not saying that to brag because guess what? It all crashed. Uh, it didn't crash. I sold the company. I stayed on as CEO and I had some people that I trusted that really were jealous of what I was doing. And um, I was oblivious to it. You could say I was a little arrogant at that time. And I didn't realize what was happening. And I actually got fired from the company I started once I sold it. And wow. I was in my 30s. So I'd already cashed out, but it was pride. And, 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 mm -hmm. and what they were saying was so untrue. And it was so devious. It was almost like Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd in trading places. I went from being this rock and roll CEO. I was in the feature of the New York Times and uh, on CBS Morning News. I was the guy. And all of a sudden it was gone. It was gone. Not only was it gone, I was going into litigation. And when I went to get unemployment, they said, no, we're not gonna give it to you. I was an oppressed shareholder. And I don't wanna get into the, the nitty gritty details, but I will tell you that was a low point in my life. I realized that all my friends, I had, you know, I would do every year big star DJ gala parties, bring your wife, bring your girlfriend, bring your support. Your, and I would spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 on an annual holiday party for all my people. Well, at one of those parties, six or eight guys were conspiring to start their own business to be my competitors. Yeah. And I got really depressed, Green. I, 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 I lost my identity. I wasn't, I was John yeah. from star DJs. And now Star DJs wasn't there. And all those guys that I took care of and all those girls that I was so, you know, feeling they were my family, they all went away. Because I was like, you know, I was like a pariah. There was only a few people that actually ran towards me. And those were real friends. Yeah. And I'll never forget how empty I felt. And I'm going to share something with you because um, my sons are the most important things in my life besides my, my wife. And, and my, uh, my daughters, my stepdaughters. But the fact of the matter is, is that I was so depressed that I broke down and started crying in front of my sons. And that never happened before. And that freaked them out. They were like, dad, what's the, what's, and I was just so depressed. And I think that was a teapot moment where I said that was bottom. And I fought back and I built my, my next DJ company. And I went into promotional products and I became an inventor. And I, I, but the fact is, is that I realized when I lost my title and I, I, I my fast paced life, because you know, when you run a DJ company during the week, you're booking parties, you're going to shows, you're seeing accounts and doing corporate events. And on the weekends, you're doing weddings and bar mitzvahs. Literally, I would go four or five weeks without a day off. And it was really tough on my family. So now that I was in such a bad place, guess what happened? I was available to spend time with my boys. And even though I didn't realize it then, that was the greatest blessing yeah. to be able to spend time with my kids. Yeah. And so I think anything that is materialistic or status in this world is fleeting. And yeah. if you're not happy with the guy inside or the girl inside, uh, nothing else matters, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
Um, if you look at, uh, and, uh, you know, if you look at Anthony Bourdain and look at Kate Spade, they both killed themselves. I mean, that's crazy. But that opened up my mind that it doesn't matter what your worldly success is. There's something inside your brain that you need to get hold of. There's something inside you that is searching for meaning. And right. meaning is not brought by things by the nicest car, by the biggest house, by whatever. And right. so the true meaning of success is not the way that the worldly success looks like. The true right. meaning of success is really having a meaningful life and a meaningful lifestyle. And, and, and the way that you have those meaningful lifestyle is to have impact, not only to the outside world of yours, but to your own self. Your soul needs to be fed and it, it gets fed very differently. You know, that's so true. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, is most people, they don't feel worthy of what they've gotten. Yeah. That's why a lot of people get into drugs and alcohol and uh, they hurt themselves because they don't feel that they're really worth it. And, and yeah. I could change one thing in this world is that you are worth it. You know, our friend Liberty, right? Liberty Love. Yes. He's awesome. So John, what is your message to your kids? Well, my message to my kids is that you need to be happy every day in what you do and who you are and that materialistic things are a necessity, but they're not the focus. The focus is on people, not things. And if you take care of the people around you, you have a legacy. Uh, you know, uh, my kids are really, really good men. My oldest son, Michael, is a, a carpenter in the city, and he has a great relationship with a wonderful woman. My uh, younger son, Stephen, is down in West Palm Beach, and he just started uh, his own billing company. He was an admissions director. And my two stepdaughters, uh, Lisa's daughters, uh, Jessica, just graduated. You By the way, up. your smile, you should have seen, or you'll see your smile on YouTube yeah. when you said that. <laughs> well, Jessica just graduated from Yavapai College out here, and now she's going to be a nurse practitioner with a doctorate, which is amazing. And Sunny, wow. Sunny <laughs> is the youngest. She got 4.0 in college. She went to Rutgers, and now she's uh, in her last year. Uh, at, at UCLA Law School. She's on the law review and wow. I could be proud of her. And, you know, that that comes from the, the mother hustler in my life that you introduced. Uh, uh, Lisa Wapney Murphy. Yeah, she's amazing. I love Lisa. Well, you know, she is um, a fierce woman and she shared her story with you, but literally she was abandoned in her teens. And, and her life journey was so different than mine. My family was always there and I always had support. I always had my dad, you know, give me a hug and my mom there. And it was such a, you know, as we call it, a Barney Fife type of <laughs> existence. Yeah. But, but Lisa had to fight. She, she had to fight. And, and as a result, well, as a result, you know, she didn't really have any strong men in her life. Her father abandoned her. Uh, her mother died mm -hmm. young. Her husband, uh, her first husband was a gentleman that she loved, but, you know, he, he got into different things, substance abuse. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and she could never trust him. So she never had a trusting relationship with a man in her life. And it took Lisa a long time to trust me. And I think she realizes it now. And I'm going to share a story with you. It's going to give bring tears to my eyes because she's such a strong woman. And my father was out here, as I said, for a week. And, you know, he's so proud of his nuclear family. It's almost too much. And mm-hmm. so we had 15 people here and he was making a toast of how proud he is of John and my son, John, and he has a great business and he's a wonderful guy. And Lisa's sitting right there. And he didn't mention Lisa. Oh. And I felt awkward. She felt awkward. Uh, Cause I was pointing. I'm like, what about Lisa? You know? And he, but he didn't mean any, anything by it, just the way he is. So later that night after everybody left, Lisa said to me, you know, and, and with no ego, She's like, don't you think it was weird that your dad didn't mention me at all? I said, you know what, Lisa, I really did. I'm really sorry. I went down the hallway and I said, dad, you know what? I said, I'm really disappointed in you. I said, you know, you talk about your son. You talk about everything. You didn't talk about Lisa. This is our house. We had you here. And he was really upset. And I just walked out the next morning. I could have done so much better. I feel so bad. And, and so he went up to Lisa and he says, Lisa, I love you. You, you know, uh, and she said something, and this is it. This is the mother, being mother hustler statement, which made everything great. She said, you just forgot you were my dad too. Oh. And that changed the whole dynamic. He gave her a big gregarious hug and they, they hugged it out. And, and from that moment, and she's calling him dad because you know what? She didn't have a dad. She has a dad, but an absent dad, you know? And, and so uh, he saw that she needed a dad. So it got so crazy that they're outside on the deck and they're like, they're the king. They said, yeah, we're the king and queen and you me. I'm the court tester. Yeah. So it was like, they bonded against me. You're the butler. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but the point is, even though she is a strong, powerful, wonderful woman that's helping so many people, there was something missing, just like my mom. And so that was an amazing, transformative moment that, and then... That night, Jessica came home, and she's 26 years old, and she's never had a grandfather, really. Grandfather on her on her on on her dad's side, but she didn't really see them much. And they took a picture together, and and so now she has a grandfather, and so it 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 was just an amazing moment of of human spirit, and and that's the whole thing that. That's so cool. Family is what you make of it. I mean, you have family, brothers and sisters, parents and, and siblings that, you know, you, you have to have a relationship with or not. But then there's people that become your family that are really your family. And so uh, my friend Ray Disbro, he's 74 years old and he's not my family, but he is my family. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, I, have a, I have a best friend that's like we understand each other so much that we call each other sisters yeah because even though we're so different we we just get each other you know and so I mean there's just people like that in in life that you just get and and sometimes you have to capture their soul and I and this is it's funny because I always say this it when I meet someone, it's, it was so great. When I meet someone so authentic and real, and you can tell when someone is authentic and real. I, I've, I've gotten I've gotten so many fake people in front of me that I, it's just so easy for me 
to weed out the ones that are real and authentic. And then those ones that I meet that are real and authentic, I always shake their hands and say, it's, it's been great to meet your soul. And then they'll look at me. That's a great statement. And, I love and that. they just look at me and, and they say, what do you mean? Like, that's the weirdest thing someone's ever said to me. Or they don't say that at all. They just look at me like, I already know what they're thinking that I, I said something weird to them that they've never heard before. That's good. But, that's beautiful. But to me, when you, when you show up as your soul and you're no longer worried of what other people think, not because you don't care, but because that's just the real you and you want to show up as the real you. I recognize that. And I, I, I tell people that, you know, Hey, it's great to meet your soul. Um, That's a great statement. I love mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. And so before I ask you, and by the way, John, it's great to meet your soul. <laughs> before I ask you the last question, because we're, we're getting to the tail end. I want to I want to commend you for what you're doing. I really enjoy this conversation. I think there's so much more we can talk about. It's a it's so meaningful conversation, and it's it's amazing to get to know who your mother really is. Because I've been wondering who she was, knowing what you've done and what you're about to do and what you're doing on a daily basis. Thank you. Um, so kudos to you for going for it, and you know just just not getting old but getting bold <laughs> i love that thank you yeah you know that's that's uh that's a, just an attitude of uh you know to, to guide me to to be able to you know i don't feel any age i feel ageless i don't feel any age like when we're at the uh you know the summit of greatness i don't feel like the old guy there i mean i am <laughs> but i don't feel that way well the worldly old guy but your soul is so young yeah. so so before I ask you my last question, where can we find you? What outlets do you usually hang out? I mentioned Facebook Live. I know you're there a lot. Um, so just tell the whole world. Well, I have uh, a pretty big following on my Facebook page, my personal page, John Murphy, Prescott, Arizona. We also have Make 100 Healthy. We have a page and then we have a, a private group, the Make 100 Healthy Club. Uh, and so on our website is make100healthy.com. And those are pretty much the best ways. My email is john at make100healthy. And I love to talk to people that are, are spirited and are searching and, and need help. And, you know, um, I wanted to, to share one thing, which you and I, you may even ask this question, so I, I'll make it brief. But, you know, because I care about people and I care about people's health, I started the foundation, the Make 100 Healthy Foundation, oh, awesome. which our goal is to help our fellow Americans grow 1 million non-GMO backyard food gardens. Wow. And it goes in line with making us healthier because we have 40% obesity in our country. And it's between obesity and, and overweight, 60%, six out of 10 people are, are not healthy. And back in World War II, they had Victory Gardens. And the Victory Garden, was a patriotic, a patriotic duty to grow your own food because they wanted to take the burden off the food supply to send food over to the troops. In the 50s, you know, we, we won the war in the 50s. What happened? We had Swanson dinners and McDonald's and yep. we had all these uh, fast food and, and instant gratification. And as, as a result, nine out of 10 people today are micronutritionally deficient and it's our diet. So. If, if there's anything I can say to any of the mother hustlers out there is if you want your family to be better, you want to feel better, 
look at what you're eating. Okay, soda, no good, <laughs> okay? Anything with sugar, if you see high fructose corn syrup in the ingredients, don't buy it. Don't eat it, it's not good, it's poison. And if you can eat fruits and vegetables, that's the best way. God's food is comes from the earth. And if you can't grow your own garden, support your own local farmer's market because these people yes. are literally making us healthy. So that was my little commercial there. I'm sorry. That's so cool. So where can we find you? Did you already say that website? Make100healthy.com. Perfect. Thank so. you so much, John. My last question is, and I think you've already defined it by de describing Lisa. What is your definition of mother hustler in 30 seconds? Mother hustler to me is a woman that is a fierce warrior that is protective of the people that they love, that they look at the important things in life, which is making sure that the people that they care about are, are well taken care of and that they wanna make an impact in this world. And, and whether it's through business or through family or through charity, you know, women in this world and mother hustlers make the world go round, they create life, and we're grateful for all the strong women. I love when I see a strong woman that is, it shows me the way. And, and that came really from my mom. And Lisa it, it personifies being a mother hustler. And I just love her. And I'm so proud of her for, you know, all that she's done for our family. Thank you for that, brother. I really appreciate your time gracing my podcast with your energy, your spirit and your amazing attitude. So thank you. Well, thank you, Corrine. You are wonderful. And I, I love your podcast. And I, I think that uh, the future is really, really bright for, for being Mother Hustler. And uh, you know, God bless you and, and, and for all that you're doing. You too, John. Thank you so much. Ciao. Hey, Mother Hustlers. Before I end this episode, I want to tell you and announce to you the most exciting partnership I have recently launched with Amy Lacey over at Cauliflower Foods, the best and healthiest pizza crust in the world. The founder, Amy Lacey, was a guest on my podcast. We spoke on the same stage in 2018 for Spark Portland 2018, and we hit it off since then. She's always supported me since I met her, and we also share the same teacher. She gave away a basket at Friendsgiving 2019, and she founded this crust out of her want to eat a lot of pizza, but looking for alternative due to her health condition, lupus. She couldn't find any, so she started making her own in her kitchen roughly about five years ago, and it got super popular, and she started making it and selling it in her local farmer's market in Chico, California. Now, five years or so later, it's grown into eight digits annually. What a great story. I'm so excited for this partnership. Order online at califloverfoods.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at califloverfoods and use the code at checkout, Mother Hustler, all one word. Again, that's Mother Hustler. And you can get 10% off your entire order anytime, any day, any week of the year. Just use Mother Hustler as your code and you'll get 10% off. Enjoy your pizza crust. 
All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.